Welcome to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast. At Evolution NHS, we are committed to helping people and NHS organisations realise their potential. Our goal is to develop deep relationships with individuals and trust to make business doing easier. We collaborate with NHS organisations to help them build high-performing digital teams. We achieve this by creating and sharing insights into the ever-evolving NHS and digital industries best practices. I'm Alex from Evolution, and today I am your host. Today on the panel, we have three NHS leaders from the Northern Care Alliance NHS Foundation Trust, or NTA for short. We are joined by Lorna Allen, Martin Lindsay, and Nikki Clark. We are here today to discuss all the great things and all the changes that is happening at NTA at the moment. We're going to start with some introductions and hear from the panellists themselves before we move on to discussing their work at NTA. So with that, Lorna, can I go to you first? You'd like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Alex. Um, I am Lorna Allen. I'm the Chief Digital and Information Officer um, for the NCA. I joined in September, um, so I'm a, a newbie to both to the NHS and to the NCA. Fantastic. Thank you, Lorna. Um, Martin, can I come to you next? Yeah, morning, Alex. Uh, so, Martin Lindsay, I am the Associate Director of Digital Operations, and I am celebrating my 25th year in the NHS. Um, but I have worked in kind of different areas of the NHS for that period of time. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Martin, so much. And, and finally, but definitely not last, uh, Nikki. Uh, hi, I'm Nikki Clark, Chief of People at the NCA. I've celebrated 10 years in the NHS this year, but have been at the NCA for three and a half years. Fantastic. Thank you all so much for joining this morning. So I'm going to dive straight into it um, and start with with the question, really. Um, so there's clearly a lot of exciting change happening at NCA at the moment. Um, we've continued pressures on the NHS. What do you, as a, as a collective, see as the main challenges ahead for you? I don't know if, if anyone wants to start on that one. I'll start, if that's okay. Of course it is. So I think one of the biggest challenges is is the balance between recognising that actually we have to keep developing and changing for the future and modernising and innovating at the same time as coping with today's operational pressures and for colleagues and leaders together to both, you know, have their head down focusing on giving patients the best care possible and at the same time, us trying to help them see where we're trying to go in the longer term and trying to get them to commit time and effort and resource to doing things that probably aren't making a difference today, uh, but will in the longer run. That That's really challenging, I believe. Thank you so much, Nikki. Lorna, I think you've had something to add there. Um, so totally agree with Nikki. Um, I liken it to we're currently trying to drive a car at 70 miles an hour down the motorway at the same time as we absolutely recognise we need to change the engine, we need to do something with the seats, but we need to keep going forwards as well. And that balance of setting that clarity of direction, empowering our colleagues and our leaders to be able to hold firm and, and see see the light and see the opportunity while we are still challenged as a society in a broader sense in terms of our absolute need to, to support our communities and our patients and our colleagues as we move forward and, and that modernization piece comes at a, a balance between the, the, the pace that we can all move at as individuals and the pace that the organization can move at as well as the how we help our patients move into a new world with us as well. Definitely. Martin, have you got anything to add to that? Um, I, I think both the words that Nikki and Laura that you used are, are, would have been part of my, my, my response to that. Absolutely keeping the lights on is 
critically important whilst we undergo a, a series of change and enablement activities to uh, become truly the NCA. Um, it sounds a little bit odd, but we've, we've, we've been we've been an NCA group for a number of years, but we've only recently become the Foundation Trust. And there's still a lot more work to do around, you know, establishing that proper footing of that, that organisation. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm... I'm familiar with the, the analogy that Lone has used there around the car because I use that in my conversations around just the busyness and the complexity of doing the most simplistic of things uh, but it can be it can be hugely difficult as we are already you know working the way of keeping things on and mo mobilized yeah definitely definitely Nikki yeah I was just gonna add uh, I would extend the car analogy too far but, but uh, <laughs> it's Martin, a great analogy it's a great analogy Martin's point is a valid one because we're probably a number of cars currently on the motorway um, uh, trying to become a bus or something. So um, there is something for me about, uh, you know, in, in the context of everything we've said, how how can we as an organisation create a really clear but simple picture of where it is we're trying to get to so that people can buy into that? And uh, Martin's right, people across the organisation are all at different stages some get it and are on the bus and 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 some are away behind and we have to find a way as an organization to both share learning so that we can pull people forward and help the people who are at the front you know look back and and, and offer assistance and help and as i say when everybody's heads are down that, that's really challenging but providing a really clear view of where the future is i think has got to be one of the key tenets we hang hang on to I think it's a great point, Nicky. Martin, I could see your, your raised hand there. Very quickly, just taking the analogy one step further. Are we all on a road, are we all on a road trip? We're all going somewhere in various different cars. We all got a sense of the destination and we're all at different stages of that journey. A little bit like the virtual mission, I think, that we're all undertaking at the moment. We're doing a, an exercise to uh, get to the southeast of Asia by cycling, swimming, ironing all sorts of physical activity so yeah that's the thing that kind of came up in my head there as Nicky was speaking right no i love it i love it finding more analogy going around absolutely love it okay absolutely fantastic it's really good to, to hear them sort of responses to you know pe people want to hear them responses to these sort of questions so um next one um i'd like to pose to the group then um so obviously you're shaping a digital strategy uh for your organization that will change how colleagues work in the future so how are you helping ready them with the skills and confidence to use new technologies? Um, Lorna, I could see your, your raised hand there. So I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, so so it, I think this is a challenge for any organisation. Uh, and particularly across the NCA, we've got nearly 21,000 colleagues um, and a, a real mix of clinical specialists down to cleaners, porters, facilities colleagues. So... So we have such a, a wide range of individuals and roles that, that we all perform. And, and when we think of digital, we think of big systems, big, big IT solutions that, that people need to be able to use. And actually, a lot of this is about confidence to, to, to want to embrace or to want to act and, and use technology. And, and we found all that in the pandemic, haven't we? So we found that in the middle of the pandemic, we, we all suddenly became really quite good at online shopping for our groceries, where many of us never did it before. Um, suddenly, all the things that we used to be able to just walk into a shop and do something or, or book an appointment, we had to do online. And that's forced us into a digital age much faster. 
I think one of the challenges that we've got um, is to how we bring that to life and how we equate that so that us as individuals aren't scared or intimidated by system changes, service changes and, and digital solutions in the same way that patients want fast service, frictionless access to, to, to the services we provide. I think there's a confidence feeling up we need to do. Uh, we've been exploring uh, with, with Nikki's team and, and with other colleagues in, in the Greater Manchester environment about you know digital passports and, and not just raising the confidence, but actually giving somebody validation that actually that, that they're doing great things that you know they can use and we're empowering somebody to use the services that we're going to digitise more and more of. Mm, definitely, Martin. I think uh, your hand was raised there. Uh, yeah, just building on what Lorna said, I think there's something to be said around um, reflecting on the past and recognising that there's an opportunity, and it should always be this, of, of, of going back to basics where there are some um, gaps or where there's been changes as that, you know, that innovation drivers move forward. Are we built, have we built it on the right thing? Or And, and that may sound a little bit cliche, I don't want to get in the realm of technology, but it's, it's definitely important to look at the foundations of the things that we've got and check that it will sustain the thing that we want to move from to. Um, and I think you find off quite often that there's some cracks or there's gaps that we need to do something about. And I think as Lorna's landed back into, sorry, as Lorna's landed into uh, the NCA and coming with that wealth of experience from different sectors, um, she can see both cracks and opportunities to ensure that we're actually doing the thing that we need to be doing and build, making that foundation proper and solid for that innovation journey that um, we need to um, not get on because I think part of us are, are, are doing these things out or building upon that. I think we, we I would frame it as trans, the, 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 the run, the grow, the transform. Would that be right, Lord? And that's how one yep. frame it, yeah. Okay, fantastic. It's really interesting to hear, definitely. Um, and it, it, you know, it sounds like something everyone will be be wanting to know about. Um, Nikki, I can I can know your hands raised there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just building on what Lorna said, I think uh, uh, well, probably three years ago now we got some education funding for digital literacy in our learning and development team, um, and so we set up a very small team and uh, we deployed them as part of a project that was going on in, in the Salford Royal Hospital, which was advancing their technology quite significantly. Um, and I think the team were probably a bit taken aback by where people were at in terms of their digital literacy. And uh, and actually, they had to, re uh, to Martin Sprays, go right back to basics because people were saying, you know, actually, I'm struggling with actually some of the things my laptop does. Um, and then mind how to access this new WYSI system. So yeah. um, we've actually created a whole suite of materials, some of which is, you know, how to use MS Teams properly. I know many of us uh, who aren't at the start of our careers were delighted when we found that yeah. MS Teams has a soft focus button um, <laughs> and things like that. But, yeah. but actually, you know, Lorna's right, we all launched into using Teams during the pandemic, but actually... You know, we're scratching the surface in terms of its capability, and that's only starting to come now in terms of all the things it can help you do um, in a working environment. And I think we shouldn't underestimate where people are at. And, and Lorna's right, that's colleagues and patients um, in this scenario. It's, it, you know, we can't assume that uh, 
patients get it either. Yeah, no, this is, this is a great two points there, Nikki. One, I didn't know there was a soft focus, so you're going to have to teach me that. Um, but two, it, it's it's really good to hear, actually, think of the patients as well, rather than just the staff. And I think sometimes that is definitely forgotten about. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really, really important factor. Um, Lorna, I'm going to come to yourself. Yeah, and, and we also have to recognise that there's a generational difference in terms of expectations. Um, and, and that, in my last organisation, we, we really did quite a lot of uh, focus around this. There are a whole community of, of colleagues. There'll be staff, patients who are in the, the you know, the, coming up into their 20s, 30s, that, that are, are very used to finding everything on a mobile phone. And if they can't do it in five seconds, they're not interested. And and, and that's that's fine. But we've got to start to adapt to that as well. We've got clinicians, nurses, other professional colleagues who are being trained through the universities now, who are being empowered and brought through a digital era. They're being equipped with digital tooling and expect to arrive in an organisation like the NCA and it be there for them. Um, so we thrust a pen and paper at them. Literally, it's like, sorry, what, what, mm. what do you mean? Um, mm. I, I don't do this. Mm. Um, equally, we've got colleagues. So, great example. Yesterday, we have a, a monthly team brief for our digital informatics colleagues. We celebrated one of our colleagues who's been fifty years in the NHS. Wow! So we, we, you know, an, an amazing journey. You know, he's worked in many different organisations. Started in the clinical side, come into a digital role. Um, you know, the passion. That, that I can see across the NCA of our colleagues. But that also brings its own challenge. We will make assumptions, because we can't help ourselves and it's human, that somebody who's been in the organisation 10, 15 years can be easily adaptable to a digital change as, as somebody coming brand new in who's just come out of university who's very well equipped to use a laptop and a phone and a tablet. Mm. So that, that diversity of expectation and confidence it is something that we like many organizations will will have to grapple with and for twenty one thousand colleagues that means our tailored focus around the people side of this and, and the cultural side that it's okay to say i don't understand what it is and it's okay that you know you don't know what to do with a, a computer but we've also got to try and tailor our services because our colleagues reflect our patients so when our colleagues are struggling um, then, then our patients absolutely will. So there's a real opportunity to to learn from how our colleagues are finding digital change, to be able to apply that to our patient view. I think it's a great point. I really do. And I think, um, like you said, there's, there can be such a difference just from someone's age. Um, I think again, it, it's something that's really um, important factor to think about. Okay, moving on then, because I think we could uh, speak about that all day by the sounds of it. Um, what are some of the key ingredients to cultivating support for the change you've identified at the NCA? So a really good question, um, and one may, may have different opinions on. Um, anyone want to kick off with that one? I'm, I'm going to speak up. Um... Go on, Martin. So, I'm taking a little bit of a lead from Lorna here, um, but getting in amongst the teams of people who are most affected by organisational change and seeing the thing that they do and trying to understand the benefit that it brings to our our users, customers if you want to call them, that's a bit of an odd word to use in NHS, but we're, yeah, yeah. We, in digital we are a service provider and we provide things to users that use IT. Um, being in amongst that, I think, is immensely powerful to see 
the problems yourself rather than hear it through, you know, different types of mediums. Uh, it's very, very powerful and it helps leverage, uh, uh, build relationships, I think, better and it strengthens communication. And it also allows for you to um, discuss different ways of doing different things that help them in your change programs. Some of them may be really, really small, but it's very powerful when just a small change can benefit such a wide group of users um, in, in a meaningful way. I'm going to stop at that point in time because Lorna's got way more collateral on this than I have at this moment, which I think it, it's really, really powerful, the things that she's been able to see, particularly not but be witness to, you know, previous NHS yeah. um, ways of working. And it's really, really refreshing. It really is. Sorry to put a spotlight on you there, Lorna. But... Thanks, thanks for asking. No, I am going to come to you, Lorna, as well, because I personally as well have seen some of the bits you've been doing. Um, I think you've been vi vis visiting clinicians a lot and spending days full days away from your informatic background or you you know you, you sort of see whatever hat you have on and go to a clinician's hat for for the day so how how's that been for you and what's that helped you realize um so that for me is you, you never learn about an organization unless you, you you find a way of immersing yourself in in the reality uh and i think there's always a risk particularly with digital teams that that you become a bit ivory tower and, and they just need to use the system and, and they just need to figure out and, and log the tickets when they need to do that. And actually it's, how do you turn the conversation to, we need to find a way to, to make sure that we're all operating as, as effectively as we can. And, and, and for me, just walking and listening and understanding. So, you know, been to visit all of our emergency departments to, to see, you know, how, how it works and, and what, what's the experience on the ground. And that's usually where the conversations start, that somebody will tell you where the printer breaks every five minutes. Um, and, and the reality of that means then I can't check this individual in. There's a longer wait for somebody before I can allocate them to, to a, you know, a clinician. Um, and but those experiences really help me try and also understand the language that we would use when we're talking about a digital strategy and when we're talking about the direction of travel. And, and it's back to Nikki's point earlier. You know, as an organization, whether we're talking about a vision for the NCA, a digital strategy, a people strategy, a culture, view, the, the, we have to use the language that our colleagues would use and, and making sure that we're immersing ourselves and listening to how our colleagues talk and what our colleagues are talking about helps us find the way to resonate and, and paint that picture. That technology doesn't necessarily fix challenges. You need the combination of people, process, and technology, and and for me, it all stems from from people. If 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 nobody's buying into what what you're peddling, you're on a hiding to nothing very quickly. And and I think there is something about how do we listen, how do we learn. We'll we'll not get it right all the time. We'll we'll listen and hear different things because we all come from different perspectives. But there's some real value in in taking that time to try and understand, and become more familiar with the organisation. And it's fun. This is an incredibly complex organization with an amazing amount of skills, capabilities, expertise. Um, and, and, it, and it's fun to go and learn what, what colleagues are doing and, and to see how we're making a difference to, to, to an individual patient, how we're making a difference to an individual family or a community. 
it was it was really refreshing to see Lorna because it, like I said, you know, uh, I seen some bits you post online and sort of the work and why you're doing it, and it was it was really refreshing to see. And I think it's it's critical for someone like yourself who hasn't got necessarily an NHS background coming into a, such an organisation like this to go and get on on the ground as it were. So and yeah. um, it was really 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 cool to see. And um, Nikki, I'm going to come to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I would echo that. I used to work for Boots and twice a year, one when you set Christmas up and took the second time back Christmas, mm. we would all go out and work in shops for a week. Um, wow. And, and you do, you hear all sorts and you realise sometimes what stupid things in head office you're doing that are just, you know, making life really hard for them. But I think one of the, one of the things you have to crack is actually not just senior people going out and hearing and using that to influence, you know, programmes of work that we come up with. It's actually about their local leaders doing that listening as well. And I think they can lose sight of that because they're so in, in the doing with their teams that actually they don't take time to sit and listen to their teams or talk to them about what's going on for them and whether that's to do with the printer or whether it's that they've got you know, patient safety concerns or whether they can't find time to do their training. And I think we have to get it right at every level because actually, you know, I think if a lot of that local listening was going on at the same time, you know, we'd hear about things much more quickly because, you know, there's only so often Lorna and Martin and I can get out there and yeah. and busy because yeah. we're, you know, but actually local leaders listening and feeding that stuff up is also really critical. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'm just going to come to you on the last point on this on this one, um, and then we'll move on. I can see you've raised your hand. Yeah, I was just going to follow on from what Nikki was saying. Um, and one of the things that that I, I found so amazing when I got here is that that Nikki and her team have, have, have triggered, you know, leadership development in an organisation of our scale that is about really recognising that we have to empower, engage, uh, and equip leaders at every single level of the organization to be able to, to 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 take a direction forward but but to to walk the talk and and i totally agree you know we can lead by example by the doing we can demonstrate and be visible on on media we know a lot of our colleagues look at linkedin for example we know a lot of our colleagues look at twitter so we can we can demonstrate the values that we want to see reflected across the organization but, but that leadership development program for me is also about how do we equip everybody at every single level? Because I totally agree, Nikki, if everybody was doing what we're doing, that the power of that community to really make change and to, you know, to, to make, as Martin was saying earlier, even some of those small changes are transformational. You know, a five minute tweak in a community of 21,000 colleagues is a considerable amount of time back to be able to help more patients or to be able to deliver and, and you know enhance a new service it, it's 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 transformational in itself you don't need big shiny bauble things to, to transform an organization no M martin yeah just quickly uh building on what both lorna and nikki said and being a being in this organization before we became the nhs group and then the nhs foundation trust um it's really exciting and quite welcoming um that the recognize the, the the exec team have recognized that, that there is power and it's very powerful that we lead and develop those leaders in a way that it cascades through the entirety of the organization so that that leader learning and leadership activity i've never ever seen it before and i was a recipient of that and i thought it was one of the best experiences i've ever been on in this organization 
that helps actually get get the the leaders in whatever service that they sit in. It's not about you know us folks sat in admin and clerical. It's across the entire piece where we get them to a you know a common footing, and then we can start to grow. And I think it's been a, a fantastic experience. I don't know if everyone would say the same thing because you take what you can from it. But for me, it was really refreshing and I loved it. And I hope that we do more of it. And I think, I hope for the two people that is, are also on this call, who are exec members, um, will will ensure that they and Owen, our chief exec, continue to do that. That's my ask of the person that's received this. So That's great. That's great. I think it's really interesting good to hear from both perspectives someone who's received someone who's um, you know Lorna and Nick in that position who's given so um I think that's great I think it's fantastic to have that diverse range um okay last few bits and um and this this one I'm going to throw you could probably start spark a whole podcast in itself but in short snappy comments for each of you and um, what does digitization mean at the NCA that is an open question isn't it but Lorna straight to you um for me it is about how do we establish frictionless services. So open does not mean to say that everything becomes managed by robots and technology driven. It is about how we can streamline services that get the right people to the right place with the right treatment and the right service in, in the, 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 the least amount of friction in that journey. And that for me is, is the core of what digitization is. I think it's a great way to wrap it. In, in, in sort of a singular sentence, Lorna. Um, Nikki? For me, uh, it's similar, but it, it's really about where we can use it just to make people's lives simpler and easier and hopefully quicker. You know, seeing patients in a timely way is really challenging in the NHS at the moment and anything that can make people's lives easier to be able to do that and to have more time to focus on patients has got to be a good thing. Great. There's some very common uh, themes here, obviously. Uh, and Martin, last but not least. Oh, we should have gone first because <laughs> <laughs> the answer for me is more difficult because I would have used what Nick and Laura said. Um, if you want to echo that, that's absolutely fine. So uh, my colleagues who may be listening to this at a future point will laugh if I say the word ubiquitous. I think it's important that whatever it is that we do, however it is that we do it, it's available everywhere and it's simple to use whether that be in the form of a mobile phone, a tablet, a computer, a desktop PC, a wallboard, it's just simple for them to use. Uh, I think that there's, there's something to be said around really looking at problem statements in a completely different way and leveraging the power of a wider group of people that use the, these things to build the capability that's required and make it seamless for them. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, fantastic stuff. And um, the last, last sort of question I'd like to pose on this podcast today um, is centred around probably maybe culture or how it is to work at NCA. So um, you've all spent different time periods at NCA, you know, Lorna, relatively new, Nikki, Martin, a bit, bit more time on your belts, but different positions maybe. Um, how would you describe work in the, in the NCA? And what would you say to others wishing to join? Obviously, it's a you know hard time for talent across any sector at the moment. In the NHS, the tour is always a bit more difficult. Um, how would you describe that? And, and like I said, what would you say to always wishing to join? Um, Nikki, going to come to you first. You can. Um, for me, I mean, there is no shying away that working in any NHS organisation is hard work. Uh, you know, and I've done some tough jobs in my time. 
Um, but the NHS is tough. But but at the NCA, the, the people in the organisation are amazing. <clears throat> and, you know, and as the chief of people, the raw material that I have to work with in terms of, you know, the motivation and dedication that people come to work with is just second to none. And that is so rewarding in terms of what you can get back when you know you can do something to make their lives easier and better. Um, it, it's a fantastic learning organisation. We've got a way to go in terms of more learning to do from each other. Um, but it's an organisation willing to willing to learn, willing to innovate, willing to dig deep and get stuck into what needs doing. Um and, and at the end of the day, it's an organisation that, you know, wants to do the best for its patients and its colleagues and, you know, who wouldn't want to work in an organisation like that. That's great. That's really, really positive and, and nice to hear. Um, Lorna, obviously new to the, the organisation-ish by now. So how is your sort of take on that? So, so, some, so some, a lot of Nikki's points resonate with me. I've worked in many, many different organisations and different sectors and the last one was third sector charity nhs is my first experience you cannot label or even buy um the passion that that colleagues demonstrate um in, in this environment uh, every colleague i've met so far uh, and i've been on a mission to to meet all over 400 colleagues within the digital world i've been out and about in in our different locations and, and the true passion and the linkage of what somebody understands they do and how it will directly help a patient and a community is you can't bottle it. Um, and that for me is, is a fundamental difference between some of the corporate worlds I've come from, uh, where, where we're doing something for a shareholder or we're doing something for profit. And, and that really does drive a different sense of, of work ethic for me. Um, and and I, I agree with, with Nikki, the raw ingredients and, and the that the why people are here is so important and, and actually just looking at some of the challenges the NHS has and some of the pressures that and, and I agree you know it's a pressurized environment it's it's not a closed shop we're, we're embracing and bringing colleagues from all walks of life into the organization with different landscapes different perspectives that that's adding to a, a, a true diversity mix that, that will help us and, and will, will will drive that energy and passion. But you're literally harnessing that and, and having a, a vision to, to go in the same direction is, is so powerful. And we've got colleagues who are staying for 10, 15, mm. 50 years. That, you know, that's unheard of in the worlds I've come from. Mm. You're lucky if you get three years out of somebody before they're jumping. Um, so, so that energy. And also, I've never seen an organisation where colleagues move so freely between roles so in a digital world i've got ex-nurses i've got ex-clinicians ex-pharmacists ex-specialists um we, we we've got a long way to go and i think there's a lot more we can do um we need to support nikki and her team and colleagues across the organization to make sure we open up those career pathways um but the fact that we do have movement and we have specialists that develop and start being the porter and start being something else it, it, it's, it's really powerful to me. And I'm just going to have one more question to yourself, if you don't mind. Did you 
has it hit all your um did you expect it to be this powerful or did you come in thinking you know what i've, I've heard really good things about the nhs i may get that in a mm, now i want to do it for the patients but or is that sus sus suspect you know gone past all your expectations what's it been like um, oh good question i'm not sure i knew what to expect mm. i think when you're outside of the nhs i think one of the challenges is that you, you're a consumer of the media yeah and and one of the things I think that has struck me is, you know, when you're outside and you see the news, it's always a bit of NHS bashing. Yeah. It's always like, oh, the waiting list are too long. Oh, what they're doing. There's a whole lot of people at the top that are being paid far too much money and there's not enough nurses and there's not enough this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. But then when you land and you realise that the machine that you need to provide the services, the, the ecosystem, that everybody has to play a part and everybody has to come together to deliver that. It, it, that's the power in it. So, so I'm not sure I knew what to expect. I'm not sure I expected to see such a warm culture mm. as as I have experienced, and and that culture is really evident when I go into our local environments. So, Bury, Rochdale, uh, Oldham, Salford—they all have individually slightly different cultures, but that that warmth resonates. You know. You, it's really easy to, to, you know, engage and have conversations and, and people want to talk to you. They want to pull you in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Martin, again, definitely not last, uh, at least, but you've been there at the organization the longest. So I think it's really, really valuable to hear your um, insights and you've seen change. You've continued to change. What would you say to people um, possibly looking at wanting to join you and saying, how would you describe your journey? Um, so I'm going to use an analogy and I hope I get it right. <laughs> uh, so I'm a Manchester United supporter and I have been. Me too. Me too. Andy. So uh, happy days. I'm, I'm going to use the analogy of when Alex Ferguson landed at United in 1986. And for the first, the first few of those years, it was really uh, troubling. We didn't get anywhere. But then there was a turn of the decade and then United became something that I don't think ever existed across any football thing across the globe, and maybe they were a force to be reckoned with. Mm. That's the end. That's the NCA. I think we're just a little bit away from the ending of that honeymoon period where Alex Ferguson was finding his feet, and we are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it's such an exciting experience. It's it, I, I am truly excited. I've never been excited like I have. I am now um, working. Um, in this organisation, and I don't know what's around the corner. I don't know what's going to happen this year. We've talked about this. There's, there's so many moving parts, but it's just um, it's just great to be able to be in amongst people that work really, really hard. As Lorna mentioned before, with the individual that's been there for 50 years, there's, we've got loads of that in the across the organisation, and they are. I, I'm very humble to be working in amongst them, but I think now that you know um, the way in which the leadership is being um, driven, we are establishing ourselves across the NHS footprint again, um, and that and that's it's just exciting. I think um, absolute fantastic point to draw an end to this this podcast. This morning. It's generally give me goosebumps there, Martin. I can tell how proud you are to work for your organisation. I think that resonates really well in what you've just said. Um, so I really, really appreciate giving us that, that last point. Um, so before we end the podcast, I would like to say a thanks so much to all our guests this morning for sharing their thoughts in today's conversation. Um, it's been a truly fascinating insight into the ever-changing NCA 
Um, and to leave with that Ferguson analogy, I don't think we could have ended it better. Um, once again, our guests on today's podcast have been Lorna Allen, Martin Lindsay, and Nikki Clark. Um, if you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or you know anyone would like to be featured on a podcast, you can drop me a message too. Thanks again to all of our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.